for another edition of WeatherWise, the podcast from the meteorologist here at 47 ABC WMDT. I'm Chief Meteorologist Rich Wardzik. Thanks for downloading, streaming, listening this week. I am joined again this week with uh, by meteorologist Sloan Haynes and Sloan. Um, some people excited here this past weekend yes. on Delmarva because we actually they got saw what they some wanted, snow. and the yep. best part was it didn't stick around. Nobody had to shovel the driveway. Nobody put down ice or salt. Nobody had to do any of that. It was quick, and it was gone. Yeah, it was nice to look at. Yeah, it was nice to look at to stay inside. So I don't know. This is Kona, my bigger mm-hmm. dog, loves the snow. Like the snowstorms we had last year, we couldn't find him because he dug a tunnel in my parents' yard and laid underneath <laughs> That's it. That's great. So <laughs> I was Kona's like, a big dog, Kona's right? Kona's a big dog, <laughs> and he was like nesting in it is what we were saying. Like he looked like a little rotisserie chicken out there in the snow. Moose <laughs> has never seen snow. He's not even a year old yet. And I was like, oh, like we should just take him outside and like let him see it, like see if he likes it. Because Kona catches snowflakes on his tongue. We're like, let's see what Moose does. Moose saw it, felt the cold air, sat down at the door, would oh, not he, budge. He knew right away. He said, I'm not going not out there. Like, I, it's not happening. <laughs> so he was happy that it didn't stick around for a uh, you know, the whole day that it right. was quick moving for us, especially, you know, Salisbury South. Um, we saw it. We saw some mixed precipitation leading to some visibility issues. We got reports of on um, Twitter, especially in the Fruitland Eden area, saying there's some visibility issues here and there. But overall, it was northern Delmarva that got, I would say, I guess, first measurable real snow. Right. I guess you'd call it trace. Yeah, trace <laughs> amount of snow. That's what we saw. We had a few places, though, measure more than trace. So for trace amounts that we have reported from the National Weather Service, we have Smyrna. And then for us here in Sussex County, we do have Lewis, Dagsboro, Stockley, Bethany Beach, Seaford, and Milton seeing a trace. But Selbyville, two-tenths of an inch. Rehoboth Beach, three-tenths of an inch. We have another part of Lewis, about five miles southwest of the center of Lewis, at half an inch. Millsboro, eight-tenths of an inch. And Nassau, one inch. So we had some measurable snow. Right. And then we had Easton, Maryland, measuring at a trace of an inch of snow. So So it's interesting with that, too, because a lot of that, uh, the heavier precipitation or the elongated Mm. periods of snow really were on the uh, upper shore Mm -hmm. over toward the bay. But it was areas like Rehoboth and Lewis yes. that ended up with the most snow. And, you know, we saw it on their cars. We got some photos sent in, and people were showing us they had, like, a little dusting on top of their cars. I mean, a it dusting is a lot better than an icing over, and your That's windshield true. wipers are stuck. So yes. it was a quick moving system. We got our winter weather. I mean, Wednesday is March 1st, marking the start of meteorological spring. That's unbelievable to say already. Um, I'm here so, for it though. Yeah. I can't wait to crank We're, up the, the water. Yes, I'll yes. Be <laughs> I'm excited for the time of the year where I don't have to have my AC on or the heat on. I can have a very cheap electric bill. Right. That, that's what I'm waiting for right now. But, you know, March 1st, meteorological spring, official spring starts in 20 days, I believe. I believe it's March 21st. So seasons are changing. Also, we're going to lose that hour of sleep soon too. That's coming too. When is that? In just a few weeks. Yes, I believe that's the 26th of that's March. Right. So this is this is the time of the year that's not good for you. I'm excited about it because it'll be daylight on my dinner break. Yes. So at least close to it. And but unfortunately for you, I'll be bringing my blackout curtains again. Yeah. But speaking of spring, not only you know we saw the winter weather here. I mean Boston had their first real plowable snowstorm 
Monday into it's Tuesday. Right, New England down to the coast. So they had it. like they had snow, but this same system um, that we saw, you know, impacting us was the same system that brought really strong, severe storms, springtime severe weather to parts of the Midwest. And it was unique how this happened too for the areas that did get hit. And in the last couple of uh, severe weather seasons or springs, areas like Oklahoma, Kansas, Texas, you know, they haven't seen the type of monster outbreaks that they're usually mm -hmm. typical of seeing. And, and this was a little different. This was early in the season, even for them, late February. That's typically the time of the year that you see severe weather outbreaks in the deep south, Mississippi, Alabama, places like that. So for Texas and Oklahoma to talk about a dry line, as they call it, which is similar to a cold front, but really it's the division between mm -hmm. super moist, humid air from the Gulf and very dry air borne from like the upper Midwest and Canada. And they had a dry line move through, and that's something they usually yeah. see April, May. Um, and uh, for the Midwest too, they ended up having lines of storms as opposed to true mm -hmm. single supercells. So they had nighttime tornadoes that were embedded in these lines that were moving through. And um, very typical, though, for the Deep South to see something like that. So they had, even for Oklahoma, this was very unique for them. Um, I say, didn't Norman got hit by a tornado? They did. Norman, where the uh, the uh, Severe Storms Lab is, and yes. they're usually the ones that they're... And University of Oklahoma, I believe, is yep. in Norman as well. Yeah, and they, they got hit directly with the tornado. And thankfully, they were safe. The, mm -hmm. the weather service office there out of Norman was actually tweeting during the tornado warning. I was going to say, it looked like it had passed very close to their office watching the track looking, right you know i'm on my phone on my radar app radar scope looking at everything and i was looking at that but then there's a few of the broadcast meteorology students who go to university of oklahoma and they were putting out a lot of content like great stuff you know resume building builders for them but also talking about how some of like their friends cars were impacted by the winds and like debris damage and stuff so it was very interesting to see I think social media has played such a huge role in you know not only tracking storms you know we do on radar but also tracking them with looking at damage right real time yeah uh, and I was just like you know, I was on Twitter just following we call it weather mm -hmm. Twitter and just looking at all of the real-time photos and videos of it happening. And, um, you know, one thing that they mentioned out there, like the Weather Service office, they have a shelter-quality building that they're in. So even if yeah. they do take a direct hit, They'll they're be fine. Okay. They're okay. But a lot of those students out there that you're talking about, because they haven't had much severe weather in the past couple of seasons, that was their first real, like, mm -hmm. you know, big... Big event for Big them. Big Midwest storm system. Big Midwest storm through. system, right. They had a snowstorm last year that was pretty decent, but I was going to say severe weather-wise, yeah, it's different. Totally different. And I saw somebody made a really good point on uh, Twitter, and it was a joke, but it was kind of one of those, it's true. They're like we, They wondered how many people in that area, Norman, where the university is and everything there, left, and this includes the researchers, left their house to go chasing the tornadoes, oh, yeah. and they ended up farther away than they would have been if they would have stayed, stayed home, home by you know with the tornado mm -hmm. coming through and they said it was just like one of those times that the chasers like actually like ran from the tornadoes inadvertently yeah then actually saw staying them. right that is interesting but it wasn't a good chasing event it was a nighttime event mm -hmm. for the most part and um you know we always say you, you're not supposed to go outside during these things to look for tornadoes especially at night, it's, hard at night. it's hard to see them but these were rain wrapped they were what they called um very interesting. They were dust wrapped in some cases. They had so dust even storms. more right. dangerous. And they had drought going on out there. And 
Um, a lot of the storms as they came through, if you didn't have a tornado, you had straight line winds that turned into just a straight dust storm yeah. after this came through. And one wind speed that I saw come out of a sensor in Texas, just uh, near the Oklahoma border, 114 mile per hour wind gust wow. with these storms coming through. And that's low end category like, that's three category hurricane. That's category three hurricane. Yeah. So they, I mean, the, the type of weather they essentially um, experience here for them, even for you know, late February is a little unique for that part of the country. So that severe system or that storm system, it had a day two part to it. It had the, the big activity on Sunday and then on Monday as it was inching closer across the East Coast, it ended up bringing a lot of that weather through Indiana, Ohio, mm-hmm. and suspected tornado paths to touch down south of Dayton, north of Cincinnati, south of Columbus, those areas there. They had some pretty destructive um, damage photos that I saw uh, coming yeah. across with a lot of uh, building and uh, you know farm damage and mm-hmm. some of the farming communities. So they even had, um, again, for them, a little early in the season north of the Ohio River to see that type of weather come through. Um, and then for us, the storm system, it just... You know, it moved north of us, yeah. and we got just a brief shot of rain. And We got that rain. That was about it. That's about it. And it was interesting, too, because by the time the cold front reached us, it wasn't a cold front anymore. We actually warmed up behind the system because it was cloudy and rainy mm-hmm. for a Monday, and then for a Tuesday, we're near 60 degrees. So that's, I think, how our winter's yeah. been going so far. And, like, you know, start off March, we're forecasting above average temperatures for the work week, cooling down as a weekend. But it's just what we were talking about, I believe, two weeks ago now, is that the setup we've been seeing is just these quick, unsettled systems to move through. It's, you know, one system after another. It's not like a prolonged event for us. I mean, that was evident with what we saw over Saturday. It was a quick moving system that went through the area. But that's what I'm reading, just, you know, what the National Weather Service was putting out this morning and the past couple mornings in the forecast discussions and it's just the same setup that we've been talking about it's just quick series of fronts moving through the area warming us up cooling us down warming us up cooling us down the cooling down part not even really cooling us down cooling us down right but i was looking at models the climate prediction center their outlooks as we head into next week it's the first time in a long time that we're seeing them forecast seasonable temperatures in the outlook and below average precipitation because that has been trending above average with us for weeks. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we've seen that with the unsettled weather we've had too. Well, it's uh, maybe a little too late, uh, too little too late for snow lovers because near average mm-hmm. temperatures, you know, yeah. we would have been, if this is something in January, then we know, okay, just a brief shot of cold air would be yeah. enough for us to maybe set up for no. snow. It's interesting to see once we have all the data from February collected to see what it ranks on like the warmest February for us. I wouldn't be surprised if it was up there because I think January what for Salisbury was, was fourth. fourth yep. And, um, and I wouldn't be surprised because I feel like our stretches, we had more frequent stretches of above average temperatures with only like one seasonable day in between them for the right. month of February. And doing this podcast here on a Tuesday, we look ahead and it's the same yeah. thing this week. We're above average. The cool down is, is the, the weekend, weekend, which is just us reverting back to average temperatures in the, for a couple days. In the low 50s, and that's not really awful. Right. No, not at all. And when you go with some sunshine, and yeah. I've been seeing this past couple of weeks on air, really focusing on this problem because of myself, but uh, it's good hiking weather. It's good to be outside. Yeah. It's good. It, it, I've been going on walks year. every day. think, you know, on a Tuesday afternoon, I'm going to go for a nice run. Wednesday, yeah. go out to the dog park with the dogs again. This is weather I want to be outside in. At least this is this is I, I I'm coming with you in this. This is good the balance that we're mm. getting into where it's not too hot, not too cold. You could layer up a little bit on some of these cool days, yeah. but 
Not Nothing bad. crazy. As long as the sun's out, I yeah. think that really helps things out. So, all right. Well, I think we've covered a lot here today. We talked about the first snow for some of us over the weekend. Don't think that uh, we're looking at any of that here in the next couple of days, certainly. But uh, the final weeks of and days of winter counting down here. So we only have a few podcasts left technically in winter. So uh, keeping an eye on uh, for snow lovers, if we're going to get anything here before the end of the season, but it doesn't look like at least in the short term, as we're now starting to see more and more severe weather pop up just off to our west, as evident in these past uh, few days that we've been talking about. So keeping an eye on the weather patterns, of course, we always have lots to talk about here on WeatherWise. Thank you again for downloading and streaming. For myself and meteorologist Sloan Haynes, we'll see you again next Wednesday here for another edition of WeatherWise, the podcast from 47ABC WMBT.